Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And this month, we are going to be talking about blogging. Woo! I know <laughs> there's a lot of people, especially on our Patreon, who are bloggers out there. Yeah. And today, we are going to be talking with a really special and super cool blogger, in my opinion. Last month, we had a fantastic time talking with Callie, creator of OtaQ and K-Club, along with their friend Kit, a new fashion zine that you can order now. Yeah. And since then, we've noticed a lot more in the creation of J-Fashion blogs and other magaz- and online magazines. So we've got people that we've interviewed before like The Calm and Jesse Moonheart's blog. And then we've got friends like Jaded Island and Cora's alt fashion sustainability blog and others making their way onto our feeds. Even I blog from time to time. (laughs) When she gets to it. Yeah, when I get to it. (laughs) But this isn't a new phenomenon in J fashion. In gal fashion culture, personal blogs used to be a huge thing. And I think overall, just in overall blogosphere, Mm -hmm. it used to be really, really big in the early 2000s. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, with the popularity of YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, this has died down, and folks that are still into the process of making a blog are looking for more ways to make their blog a place to be. The this hub. Is, <laughs> this is where our guest comes in. We've got longtime Garu blogger Lizzie B. from the UK to give us her wisdom on blogging. But before we get into that, we aren't doing Kawaii Spotlight. We aren't doing Kawaii Finds. Sorry, but we are going to do a little bit of a life update and Mm -hmm. a little bit of a community update as well. If you want to see some items that we've been into, you can like our Facebook page. And we post from time to time like Kawaii Spotlights. We'll label them as that and whatever we're into. We also got events. We've posted outfit spotlights. We've Mm -hmm. been posting a lot on there recently. Right. So, Kamila, do you want to give your little life update? Yeah, so I have like a few things. St. Patrick's Day just passed. And I and um, Raina, someone that we interviewed before on the podcast about Gaudu fashion, we went out together and I did like a rainbow outfit and she did sort of like, I guess more like Celtic outfit with like a, a green plaid skirt. She wore like this golden hair and like kind of like the gold part to my rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty fun. It was just fun like wearing something outside of a meet and just seeing like people's reactions and stuff a lot of people really enjoyed it or just ignored me because everybody was dressed weird (laughs) (laughs) so that was pretty cool what we thought we were gonna do just fell apart we thought we were gonna go to this um you know how there's those themed photo place instagrammable places like wonder museum or happy place Mm -hmm. yeah we were gonna go to this charmed bar that was supposed to have like really special drinks and food and things like that turns out they they were just like oh well it's super busy on st patrick's day so we're not gonna do that today you could come tomorrow. And I'm just like, but that, that's tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just like, that's the whole point. So they didn't really like explain that in their site and menu. And But good thing was somehow we didn't get charged to get in. The cover was like $20 and then 
we didn't um, have to do that. And I'm just like, good, because they didn't have the stuff that we wanted to try anyway. Yeah, um, that sucks. Yeah, so that was that was lame. <laughs> um, but they did have some like photo setups and things like that. So that was cool. Next thing I guess that I feel was notable was I went to a closet sale at my friend Ren's place. Man, lifestyler heaven. <laughs> you know, she's got like stained glass windows and like she's more of like a gothic lolita she's even got like this like old 90s tv that has like a vcr and it has like constant mood black and white film sort of thing (laughs) just playing over and over in there and i'm just like wow her whole space is just very much gothic baroque furniture and things like that it's really cool very fun and so i went there and i was hoping to find something like way outside of my style and find some um, gothic Lolita dresses. I was not disappointed. I found two and like two blouses and some shoes, some tights. And so I'm just like ready to like bust out these like gothic Lolita outfits whenever I find an event that I feel like it's needed for me (laughs) to do so (laughs) that I have I have this. Mm-hmm. And then I hung out with some Gadu friends recently, and that was pretty cool. We went and tried this uh, pasta at this cool pasta place that has a cone sort of thing, this paper cone thing, and then they put the pasta in there. So I guess that you can walk around with the pasta at some point. That's or weird. you can, like, close the top of it and, like, save it. I saw it on some Facebook posts, and I was just like, oh, somebody take me here. And then Raina was just like, I will be the one to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, yay. So I got to go hang out there with Raina and Peppa. We interviewed Peppa before, and I got to bust out an Amikaji Garu outfit. I feel kind of guilty that it's like I want to dress more in Garu, but I end up... If I hang out with friends who wear Garu, that's when I wear Garu. And then when I hang out with other friends, I'm just like, oh, I'm wearing Decora. You know, like it's kind of more based on the friend group than um, me just like, well, I just feel like dressing this style today. So I feel like I should do that more. Even if I'm hanging out with Decora friends, maybe I just feel like wearing Amikaji today. I think... Maybe start with, like, trying to incorporate some amekaji into your decor of fashion. I think Mm. that might be a bit more of a a seamless transition for you. I think humans being social creatures, we are naturally inclined to reflect those people who we hang out with. So I wouldn't feel guilty about that. I feel it's just like, you know, it's apropos for the day. But if you want to wear gyaru more, (laughs) then maybe try it that way when you are like, it's a decora day, but also maybe some Kyoto makeup. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with like Lolita. I got those Lolita dresses now and I'm kind of just like, oh, I got to wait for mm. this specific yeah. <laughs> Lolita thing to happen to me. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Let's see. Okay, so with me, we were talking about St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. I really don't care about St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, nah, it's a weird holiday. Yeah, it um, is. But so that day... I was heading downtown for a filming because a woman who we met at the Chicago Podcast Festival invited me to be a part of a PSA of hers about Howard Stick. 
Um, so I went down in J fashion and talked about my experiences in J fashion being a transgender man. And while I was on the bus, I'm looking around like, why is everyone wearing such an ugly green? <laughs> like, what? what is with the, oh, what, what's with the headbands? Oh, God. It's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah. And so I'm walking around in pastels and platforms, and then there are people in, like, bright green staring at me. And I'm thinking in my head, don't look at me like that. You're the one wearing this ugly-ass green collar. Like, the most unflattering green. I was really trying to see people that were, like... OTT St. Patrick's and I'm just like you guys are just like putting slapping something together like <laughs> you know they were looking at me funny and I'm like you you you're the one wearing like shamrock springs on your head mm-hmm. don't don't do don't look at me don't right. look at me don't look at me I am I'm too good for you right um <laughs> but that was really fun I posted a picture of my outfit for that day on my Instagram and that PSA will be out sometime in the future I'm hoping soon and when it does I will definitely share that on the page because mm-hmm. it has parallels tangentialness to J fashion J fashion and gender I guess mm-hmm. and uh you know the other person who I was paired up with to discuss discussed her story about her experience with her mother degrading her. Mm-hmm. So this PSA is about like anti-bullying right. um, and how words stick uh, with humans. So it, it really only relates to J Fashion because I made it relate to J Fashion. <laughs> but that counts anyway, and I'm in it, so right, we'll right. post that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I also recently hung out with our good friend and patron, Jesse Moonheart, um, whom I adore and is apparently is now mom. Um, <laughs> so I posted it, and one of our other friends, Bunny, said, I love my mom and dad. So apparently, <laughs> Jesse's mom now. I'm dad. Hello. Um, oh, yeah. And then, like, me and Bunny, we're like the sibling, like, kids that are, like, cackling in the corner. Even though even though Kamala's, like, five years older than me, right. like six years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> what is age? <laughs> um, but so we hung out, and we both dressed up, and we decided to do a little twinning day, because we both have Jaclyn Hill vintage sweaters, and they're different, but they have very similar motifs and textures so we both went out in skater skirts and Jaclyn Hill sweaters and tights. The plan for the day was to hit up the Starbucks reserve Mm -hmm. down the street and then go shopping. While we were walking down to Starbucks I hear rolling up behind me and I'm like skateboarder okay Uh this is fine and then it starts to slow down I'm like oh no oh no oh no oh no here it comes here it comes I'm like I'm ready to fight and then I look around, and it's one of my coworkers from the swim school. He goes, hey, Hayden. I'm like, one, okay, one, this coworker of mine is pretty chill. I don't mind him seeing me that way. But two, Mm -hmm. it's also like, oh, dear God, I'm I'm in J fashion, and this is a work person. This is terrifying. But now you won't have to worry about it anymore. Because I quit my job today. (laughs) So after... Explaining myself to my coworker <laughs> um, and saying, like, oh, this is what I do on my weekends, blah, blah, blah. We're just going <laughs> to hang out. He was like, oh, I'm on my way to work. I was like, 
Have fun with that. We ended up going down to the Starbucks and we treated ourselves to the fancy reserve drinks. Uh, mm. Jesse ended up getting a coffee malt and I got a affogato, which is ice cream with espresso and chocolate and cinnamon. Uh, and it was delicious. I thought that was like some sort of weird name for a drink that was just like, drink the I Forgotto. You drink yeah. this drink and then you forget about everything else. <laughs> I mean, yes, the Affogato is so freaking good. I love it. And Jessie works at a cafe as well. And so she started talking to the man behind the reserve bar and they were chit-chatting it up. He starts telling us about a drink that they bring out uh, seasonally. Then he leaves for five minutes. Then he comes back. And he puts something down in front of us and, like, pushes it towards us. And it's the drink that he was talking about. He ended up bringing us a coffee ginger ale, which is really interesting. Okay. It's, like, cold brew coffee with ginger ale. And you wouldn't think that that... That those two go together. Yeah. But we were like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And we tried it. It was so freaking good. Oh, my gosh. I need to go there now. I love special drinks. I'm just making it. I'm going to make it myself, man. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, please, if you ever get the chance, try the coffee ginger ale at the reserve bar or make one yourself. It's just ginger ale and cold brew. Easy enough. It was so delicious. I loved it. Then going back, I recently got hired to be a barista, which was super cool. Mm -hmm. So I've been wanting to get out of my current workplace for a while just because working in the water is a pain on my skin and my internal health, my my nether regions health um, and my toenails. It's not fun. Uh, And and I wouldn't think about that when like accepting a job like this, like how it can affect you being in the water day in, day out. like Exactly. And it affected my skin so much to a point where I had to go to the dermatologist wow. and I got some cream for eczema, which sucked. Um, yeah. And it also gave me a couple of yeast infections, which sucked. Oh, that does suck. And my toenails are like super brittle now because of the chlorine. It wow. sucked. And also, after a year of working with kids, I've gotten very tired and very mm-hmm. drained and very frustrated. And I'm just, I'm done with working with kids and I need to work with adults. (laughs) So I had my first day at the cafe, which is very, very fun. And I absolutely love it. So I'm hoping that this is going to be a beautiful new time for me, especially during the summer. I think Mm -hmm. summer at the cafe will be very fun, uh, very high energy. It's a new day and I'm very excited to be. Oh, and the barista position doesn't have a dress code. Like, (gasps) don't. So, we just high-fived. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I told the manager, you know, I'm trans man. Uh, this is the dealio. And she was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. So after a few more shifts, I'm going to try to maybe wear something a little bit more feminine and mm-hmm. see how they react just because, you know, it's hard being a trans man, non-HRT, pre-op, and mm-hmm. wearing something feminine because people are like, I thought you were trans. Why are you dressing like a girl? Right. And it's like, I'm not dressing like a girl. I'm dressing like myself, which just right. happens to be feminine. So fuck you guys. It's just like a level above what they're like, because it's just like, okay, I accept trans man, but trans man has to be overtly trying to be Masculine. masculine all the time because they can't even accept like oh regular man being feminine mm-hmm. that's like what and <laughs> you know i actually feel that it's very different i feel like if it was a cisgender gay man 
who is very yeah. feminine, mm-hmm. they would be to- uh, and wearing yeah. dresses, they would be totally fine with yeah, it. Yeah, they'd be totally fine with it. Like they yeah. wouldn't question his gender, but because I am yeah. trans, it is automatically brought into question. Yeah, that's so true. I have to see how it feels. You know, again, I don't care about people in the shop misgendering me. It's mainly my coworkers, right, uh, and management respecting me. So we'll see. I forgot to mention that I moved, which I'm just like, oh, that's actually a really big thing. But I guess that's not J fashion-y, except for the fact that we plan on painting the new apartment. And so yesterday we painted our first pink swatch on the living room wall just to be like, do we want this shade of pink? The pink is called gumball. I think I might want to try out scarlet pink mm. as well, which is a shade lighter just to compare. But yeah, that's going to be really exciting. We're excited about that, but we still haven't even fully unpacked. So <laughs> we'll get so there. one step at a time. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Hayden. It's Kamila. We've talked a bit about how OK Podcast is a labor of love for us. Yes. Neither of us get paid to create this content and we make it because it's important and we love to do it. Yeah, doing this podcast does take a lot of time and a bit of money though. Because of that, we would like to tell you about our Patreon. If you become a monthly Patreon at any level, you'll get to contribute questions to our monthly guests. And if you donate at the $3 a month level, you'll gain access to our bonus patron content, which has special interviews with our guests. Like what it's like to be in a garusa, switching styles, and tips on modeling in Japan. There's absolutely no obligation to become a patron whatsoever, but we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much. And now back to the show. All right, now we're going to hop into our guest segment for this month. Today we have Lizzie, a Gyaru blogger from the UK with a love for all things cute. She spends her time devouring cakes or pulling faces at the camera. She's been blogging for about eight years now, and it's become a passion of hers. Lizzie typically blogs Gyaru and lifestyle content. Hi, Lizzie. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Today was actually a pretty good day because I quit my job. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So that was exciting. Um, Nerve wracking. But yeah, it's been bright and sunny here in Chicago for once. Weather is breaking. So we are finally shedding off our winter coats. Oh, gosh, I wish I could say the same. What's it like over really there? Cold over there? Oh, yeah, I bet. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're due for some sort of weird cold front that's going to happen in April. This is the full spring. Yeah, the full spring, yep. We're, we're not there yet. We're going to get another week in, like, another week, and then it'll be real spring. Mm-hmm. So where are you uh, located specifically, Lizzie? So I'm near Birmingham, which is pretty much the center of England. Very cool. So, I, I'm not yeah. very familiar, but I had a classmate of mine who was from Bath. I don't know if that's anywhere near where you uh, are. You know what? My geography is really crap. Yeah. Um, so I can't really say for sure. <laughs> well, not a big deal. <laughs> so, Lizzie, the first question that we have for you is how did the idea of making a blog come to you? So I can't actually remember when I first started. Um, <laughs> wow. But... I think it coincided with the fact that I discovered Lolita Fashion through uh-huh. um, Live Journal, mm-hmm. so I, which I thought was really cool. So I decided to set up my own Live Journal just to um, record my findings. Um, in the end, Lolita Fashion wasn't really for me, and that's when I found out about Gal. 
it was just mainly a way to save loads of tutorials and then try them out and then try and compare my horrendous results um, <laughs> to be honest it hasn't really changed since then um i'm still recording my gal life not so much tutorials now but uh-huh. more outfits but apart from that it hasn't really changed yeah i guess that goes into the next question what topics does your blog usually cover do you think your voice has changed over the years my voice definitely has. Mm. It was actually on um, Tuesday. I thought, oh, why not? Why don't I just look at my super old posts? Don't. <laughs> I know yeah, from experience, know. it's like, bad. I'm really, really, I'm intrigued to see what I used to write about. And oh my gosh, there is just so cringy. Uh-huh. Um, there are so many emojis and stuff like oh my god instead of oh, oh my yeah. god. Oh, <laughs> and I used to say stuff like lols like L A W L S. Oh yeah. And, oh god, I'm so glad I don't do that. Like anymore. I I saw that looking back at it now and I'm just all like Wait, why do we have a Z with everything? Like, I was trying to remember, like, what? <laughs> what was the point of that? Because <laughs> made it sound so much cooler, obviously. No, I know from experience that looking back at the old stuff is never a good idea. Just listening back to the first episode of OK Podcast, I'm like, oh, these cuts, they're so bad. I was so awkward. Ah. Yeah, we were... And then, like, the questions. We're definitely a lot more comfortable behind the mic now. Oh, that's really good. It's nice to... Well, it is sometimes nice to look at old posts just to see how much you've developed and think, oh, thank God I have developed Mm -hmm. (laughs) and learned. But um, in terms of topics, I pretty much write everything because I like to find a way to express my thoughts. So I do a lot of thoughtful posts, but then I also like showing my outfits or if um, I want to create a wish list. So it's a bit of everything really, but it's mainly Gyaru related. So do you, I know there's a bunch of different stylistic ways to approach blogging, whereas some people like to make it more article based or more yeah. like a news article, mm-hmm. um, whereas other people it's just kind of stream of consciousness. What do you think yeah. your style is right now? Oh, I think more along the lines of that stream of consciousness sort of mm-hmm. thing you mentioned. On the one hand, I don't really like writing structured posts because I feel like I can't express myself that well. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, you kind of need structure, otherwise, people won't have a clue what you're talking about. To add to what you were saying there, sometimes I write blog posts and then I feel a lot of pressure because I'm just like, man, I don't know. Like, should I be (laughs) trying to like teach someone how I do something, like explain something? Or should I just like say like, oh, I went to the mall and it was kind of fun and this is just the outfit that I wore. There's no moral of the story of anything (laughs) that I learned. I think both are totally fine. Like, just do both. (laughs) <laughs> it's nothing really stopping you from doing both and it's pretty cool to see those two sides like I love reading lifestyle posts where people write life updates every half year mm-hmm. um, but then I also like seeing when they do really thoughtful and where they do loads of tutorials uh-huh. um, because blog is just it's your space so you can write whatever you really want to mm-hmm how do you think you've managed to keep the blog going even after the trend was over in like the Gatu scene, I guess? I just loved doing it. I don't know what I would do without blogging. Mm. 
because it allows me to express myself. And even though there aren't many bloggers in the gal world, I found bloggers elsewhere. Like there are thousands of bloggers in the UK in general, mm, um, that's true. which I found through Twitter. Like the Twitter community is huge. It's quite overwhelming at times, to be honest. And so yeah. it was it was actually quite nice to see the other side of blogging, to see what not normal people, but people <laughs> outside of Japanese fashion do stuff. Yeah. Like you learn a lot. You learn a lot. Were there any times where it was just might have been hard to keep it going? Like maybe you weren't getting as much feedback as you'd like or? Most definitely. Especially when you compare my old blog posts where blogging was massive and we didn't really use Facebook and I don't think Instagram existed back then. Uh-huh. Um, well, I, I can't remember it existing back then anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, I mean, but it was new. Yeah. Um, so everyone was commenting on blogs like, not necessarily just bloggers, but everyone because it was the way to communicate. So that does get to me quite a lot, more than I'd like to admit. But then it's always my love for writing mm. that overcomes that and that inner voice telling me, well, you should just do it anyway because you love doing it. And what else are you going to do if you're not doing it? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So I want to I kind of pause there because that... I want to go in depth to that with a different question. Um, So moving on to a little different uh, topic, what is your approach to making a blog post? It's a bit of a mess (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I find that I get most of my inspiration when I'm not doing anything to do with blogging. Like it could come at really random times, more often than not when I'm in the shower or when I'm driving. Um, which is really frustrating because you can't exactly stop washing your hair to write a post. But um, <laughs> So I, I desperately try to keep the idea in my head mm. and then just jot down whatever I was thinking on my phone in the notes app. And then I would then go onto my laptop and then try to create some structure in it, like just making sure you have something nearby that you could quickly jot down on before you forget what you wanted to say Mm. is there like a certain thing like what life experience might jump out to you you were saying like washing your hair or (laughs) yeah um yeah it's mostly when I'm washing my hair because obviously (laughs) I'm spending um quite a bit of time away from looking at the screen or concentrating on anything else it's just me Mm. like in the shower um (laughs) or when I do the washing up yeah you know what it's mostly linked with washing uh, yeah, there's something about water. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I think that's kind of... definitely like I've seen people write articles or talk about like we can get ideas from like just being in the shower and stuff because yeah. it is a moment where we're not paying attention to other things and exactly. our mind exactly. can wander and things like that. There's not yeah. very like often times where you're like bored. Totally. Um, and commuting. I used to get loads of ideas when I'm on the train. That's why I um, love going to London for gal meets because the train journey is about over an hour to get mm-hmm. to London um, if you go on a super fast train. And that's enough time to write down some sort of a blog post on my phone on the way back after a gal meet. But like you said, it is because we're taking a break from everything else and that's when our mind wanders. So after you think of the idea and you like jot it down, what's your next step? Do you write a draft? 
Yeah. So I leave it in my drafts and probably don't look at it for five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So I, I just leave it in my drafts and then um, I wait until I like take some photos that I think would work well oh, with it or um, I would just dig around to see if I have any existing photos that I could use. But uh, quite a lot of my posts nowadays they don't get posted as soon as I write them down. I like to mm-hmm. leave them for a little bit and then look at them with fresh eyes because I might pick up on a really stupid spelling mistake that I didn't really pick up before because mm-hmm. I was rushing to post it. So I do let them simmer, as it were, in my drafts. Okay, so then you let it simmer in the drafts, you come back to it, and maybe yeah. you make a few edits and add photos, which is really cool. Do you like have any expectations about it well i like my post to be read i guess is that what you <laughs> yeah. mean but then, <laughs> i don't then, know like i there's some people who have like i guess this goes uh, into like our next question we've got a question from our patreon and so the first one is from jade and their question is how do you overcome doubt about the value of your blog content when dealing with like lack of engagement, no comments, etc. As a fellow blogger, I would like to hear about how they tackle this conundrum. Well, truth is, I never fully overcome that. Like even now, even though I've been blogging for so long, I still get affected by self-doubt and thoughts that I'm not good enough or that my content is not good enough. But mm. In the end, you're writing for you and you're doing it because you love it. Even if you want to take a day off and cry a little bit because you put in so much hard work into a post and then it's not really noticed. You can just get back on your feet and maybe try to interact with other bloggers. There are a few comment threads and comment pods and stuff like that on Twitter um, on mm-hmm. specific days of the week where you can, you know, try to garner some engagement from that. But I do find that even if you don't get comments, mm-hmm. if you're writing from the heart and you really, really care about that post, like you've created something right. that is amazing in itself. I mean, not to like interrupt you, but I kind of just thought <laughs> like, okay. Sorry, you know, I'm, sometimes I'll I'm run across good. one of your posts and then like read it, but then it'll be like, oh, related is this post. And then I go back to an older post. It could be recognized later at some point. Exactly, exactly. And especially now, there are quite a lot of people who like to read posts, but don't necessarily comment. Right. So I, I, do I wouldn't I wouldn't always go by the amount of people who comment for your posts, because quite a lot of people, if they do want to comment on it, they'll probably just comment on your Facebook or on your Instagram instead, mm-hmm. which is also amazing. Oh, I really hope I an- answered that question. OK, I keep thinking about it now. But um, <laughs> um, so first and foremost, I list in my head the reasons why I'm blogging in the first place Mm -hmm. because it is a lot of hard work people might not think it's hard work to create a post but it really is and it kind of bears your soul a little bit so obviously you will feel down when you don't get that engagement but for me so how I do it is when I see that something got an engagement I think okay so but did I enjoy writing this post and more often than not it's yes which is brilliant Mm -hmm. uh did I like taking these photos to support this post and am I authentic was I true to myself when writing this post and if all of those are yes then that's brilliant and you never know there probably is someone out there who read your post but they're too shy or they don't have the means 
to comment, but that post still meant something to them. So I wouldn't just count the comments you get on your blog post. I would look at your interactions on social media, like mm. maybe someone messaged you on Instagram about it or made a comment about it on Instagram. But I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't base your happiness entirely on the amount of comments you get because that you'll just go down a really, really dark hole. And I know exactly how that feels because I've been through the same countless times. Mm -hmm. You just got to remember, you know, you love to blog. This is what you love doing. And at the end of the day, you're creating something amazing. And being able to create is an art, the art of writing. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to focus too much. Too much on that. Yeah, focus more on what you love doing and just keep on doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the beautiful thing about blogging is that I almost see bloggers as like, especially ones that are lifestyle bloggers and they're just documenting how maybe they're into this like niche interest or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's like you're creating history, you yes. know, um, yes, for people exactly. to look back at and think like, oh, how did people interact in this community? You know, mm -hmm. and if and when there's groups of people that don't write about themselves, then other people get to make up what was going on back then <laughs> and put their own sort of assumptions on it. So I think like especially with you and Garu and and where you are, just having bloggers from different areas describing how they're interacting with this fashion and stuff mm -hmm. is really important, even if it's not blowing up right yeah. now it's definitely exactly. something like you're doing you're doing the good work yes so. exactly and you never know who might be reading your post maybe uh, someone is feeling really down and your post just impacted them in a good way and like you said it is nice to keep a record of your life or whatever you want to talk about really and right. to be able to look back and be like oh my gosh i totally forgot about this it's a good way to hold on to those memories that you make so we touched upon engagement with other content platforms. How do you think blogging compares to other content platforms like YouTube or Instagram or oh. what, Facebook, I guess? That, yes. I, I guess. Because <laughs> Facebook is almost uh, like blogging because it's just like you write your status of what, you're, what you did that day, like, but it's smaller and then like a picture, yeah. you know? <laughs> engagement on other platforms is sadly a lot higher than on blogs and that's because people who comment on blogs are often bloggers you don't get many non-blogger people commenting on blogs whereas it's just so easy to comment on instagram and facebook because nearly everyone out there has instagram and facebook is more accessible to them that's true i guess if you want to comment directly under the blog like in blogger or something you gotta like sign in or some sort of thing like that yeah i mean some websites have different comment systems so on mm. mine you can comment if you haven't got a blog you oh. just need to put down your email address but those email addresses won't be saved it's just to prove that you're human and not a robot which is really good yeah. and I know that other bloggers use stuff like discus for oh, people to yeah. comment but I do I think you might have to have an account to do that but um either way commenting is there there are a lot less on blogs than there are on Instagram um so that actually does kind of go into one of our next questions, which is another question from one of our patrons. This one okay. was from Cora, who is also a blogger. And Cora, oh, 
focuses mainly on um, um, sustainability yes. and alternative fashion. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so Cora asks, how can I connect with other bloggers? I struggle to find J fashion blogs I actually enjoy. Most I've found are visual rather than written or they're not super active. So what I did is I looked outside of Japanese fashion comment threads are amazing which you can find on Twitter so on various days of the week different Twitter accounts host these comment threads at a certain time the ones I've I'm part of are obviously UK based, but there are American ones out there like Teacup Club. Mm, that sounds um, cute. Yeah, so <laughs> tea, I know it's a really cute name. So Teacup Club hosts a comment thread or a comment swap every Monday and Thursday at five o'clock UK time. I don't know what that is in America. <laughs> uh, and this is where loads of people post a link to their latest blog post, but then they'll they'll read blogs from the people who have commented on that same thread and it's a great way to know get to know people like i've met so many bloggers through that mm. and it's just another way to get your blog out there there are quite a few facebook groups as well that do this but i find twitter is the best way to find other bloggers i would oh. i wouldn't suggest using instagram because quite a lot of people blog on Instagram. So it depends if you want to find bloggers who solely just post on Instagram. But I'm guessing because they mentioned writing long form that they have their own website. So yeah, definitely look at Twitter. Twitter is brilliant to find your community there. If not, just reach out to me. I I, I like <laughs> talking to people. <laughs> So since you're interacting with other bloggers that aren't in the J fashion or possibly not even in um, alternative fashion communities, what are their comments on your blog posts and things? I often get more comments from them on somewhat normal posts, but Mm. I find that I do get quite a lot of comments on outfit posts and they always say, oh my gosh, you know, this is so different or blah, blah, blah. Um, Mm. Haven't seen this before. Haven't heard of Gal before. And it's really nice because it's nice to know that people outside of Japanese fashion are still interested in your post because I think they're more interested in what you have to say rather than photos you have. And if, if you are wearing clothes that aren't necessarily classed as normal in the Western world, that's even more amazing because people will be like, oh, what what is this? This looks pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing is with blogging is that you can have a niche. There are such things as, you know, like I say that I'm a ghetto blogger, but the things you write about can be normal, like wish lists. Everyone loves right. wish lists. It doesn't matter what you put on a wish list, even if it's filled with my melody or like your favorite gal brands or, right. you know, stuff on Ducky Ducky. Is it Ducky Ducky? Is that oh, how you say I don't it? know. No, that, that, that fairy K brand. Is oh, it? 6% Doki Doki. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Uh, 6% Doki. Wow. I yeah, 6% Doki Doki. Yeah. Wow, I got that wrong. <laughs> well, even, it's okay. Even you're even not in top. that scene, so. <laughs> um, well, even if, you know, you're, you're having products from different brands, people still connect with that because everyone loves wish lists. Like, they love finding out what people like to buy regardless of what it is. I remember you had one about all these um, blog post ideas and like prompts and templates or whatever. And I was just like, oh, these are all very good. And I could try to apply them to whatever fashion style I'm into or something like that. And it's good to hear that people still will comment on things that aren't 
just like all, all about the picture of your outfit or something. Yes. So yeah. like going along with that, where do you get your inspiration? Because like we talked about getting ideas like in the shower or doing the washing up. What are those ideas usually and how do you make them into something that turns into a blog post? I normally get inspired by my personal experiences. It's often when I'm feeling particularly emotional about something mm. is where I get my most ideas for, um, especially for my thought pieces. But outside of that, I normally get inspired by reading other people's blog posts. Okay. Now, that's not to say I'll copy their blog posts. No, no, but I'm just <laughs> thinking like, that's a like, good idea. It's like, you like... Know, when you see a piece of art, like, I don't know, some beautiful watercolors or something, and yeah. you decide to write about it. So another example is like when you read a book and you love it so much that it ins- inspires, like, inspires an idea. Even if it's nothing to do with that book, it's still inspiring an idea. And it's it's often the same process you get when you're trying to look for inspiration. If you're an art student or if you're a design student, right. just going out and experiencing life gives me lots of inspiration. That's very, that's so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> like get out there. Don't get be like, you know, yeah. stuck in your head. You got to like go and experience some things and... I'm not really like used to writing my experiences and things like that. I think a long time ago, I used to do stuff like that. I used to make notes on Facebook and just like, I feel this way right now. Now I don't like feel so comfortable doing that anymore. So I've kind of like forgotten like what, what would make me like post this to the world about like how I felt about listening to this album or something like that. It uh, seems so unimportant now compared to what people post on on social media now, which is usually like important accomplishments oh, or a Sorry, news. I want to like put in there. What do you mean by seems important? You mean like important to you or important like, to the outside world? Important to the outside world. Okay, so that's where I would like to say that you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> in the most politest way possible, even the most mundane thing that you do is mm-hmm. amazing. I love it when people write about, oh, I went to Greg's and got a vegan sausage roll or something. Um, <laughs> as long as you you yourself like to write it, people can mm-hmm. tell when you love doing something. That's the magical part of creating anything, regardless of whether it's art or blogging or, um, I don't know, a novel. As long as yeah. you enjoy it and you want to write it, then write it. Oh. Sorry, that I went a bit the strong feels. there. God, I'm really sorry about that. No, but that's I, what we love. Yeah. I had, to, I had to button. I'm so sorry. No, no we love no, it. That's great. Again, we, we can see the passion. Right, right. And it's definitely, you know, inspiring to talk to someone who's been doing this for so long and it's so much more like a part of their lives from like me who's like, oh, this is just like the beginning of me exploring that. And since you have been doing this for quite some time, uh, I was wondering how you've seen the blogging scene change from the past eight years to now. Oh, you know what? I actually um, wrote a post about this yesterday. That's really oh. like weirdly coincidental. <laughs> huh. um, but while I was looking back on Monday night through all my super old blog posts, mm. there are a lot more random. And there was a post where... The title was literally Circle Lens Wishlist and it was just a list of links. Like there was no context. There was no like explanation as to why I wanted to purchase this particular circle Mm. lens. It was just like, ah, there's a link. Okay, that's done. (laughs) Nowadays, I spend so much more time on posts like that. I would first 
go and find the products and then I would put them in a really pretty collage that is branded or that goes with my blog aesthetic mm-hmm. um so I would say that is definitely one of the main things that have changed people are thinking mm-hmm. more about what they write rather than impulse writing is yeah. that the right uh term for it I think so I, yeah, I know what you mean uh, <laughs> oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that kind of stemmed from like the DeviantArt days when Mm -hmm. everyone had a journal on DeviantArt and you can just post whatever the hell you wanted. And that also goes back to Rolexd, random, rar, um, num, num (laughs) kind of humor. (laughs) And I think that may have been where, you know, we were all kind of, we were young and we were Young, mm-hmm. dumb, and yeah, and emo. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're just like yeah, because it was all about like the journaling aspect of mm-hmm. it. Like, how raw could you get? You know, yeah. how authentic? You know, and oh. now it's about like being curated, being branded, the marketing, the yes, look. Definitely. And I also feel like it's more. It's more social. It's less of I did this and I did that. It's more of. Uh-huh. I did this with these people and this is why it matters. Right, Uh right. Definitely. And I would also like to add that the blogging world has changed drastically and it's mainly because this is now a job to people. Mm -hmm. So people are being paid to write blog posts. So That's that's why they want to spend time to write the perfect words and take amazing photos that they would often plan weeks in advance and look for you know the perfect location and possibly hire photographers so the standard of blogging has definitely been raised which is is also kind of sad like I miss I miss those journal days where you just write whatever the hell you want and you don't have to think about SEO or think about your engagement it was just a piece of paper in a notebook that and you just flip the page and it's gone and you carry on writing i think with like it, it even carries on to like we have this gig economy now where you've got to turn whatever you do into something that could make money for you it's just like oh uh, turn your hobby into a career you yes. know it's always yeah. like trying yes. to or get the side gig you know mm-hmm. so it's which just, isn't always a bad thing i mean it's yeah. amazing yeah. that people can make money like this can be a job and that is amazing like can you imagine doing a job that you really love like you said yeah. um the whole gig thing and y- you know some some bloggers who like maybe started recently as a hobby mm-hmm. and it and they've loved it enough to turn it into a, cr- a successful career and that's really inspiring you know i i wasn't I didn't know that people were still getting paid for blogs. I thought that... Really? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought there was, like, such a big downtick after, like, 2010 well, or look so. look at, like, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed started with all those listicles. That's true. Yeah. Are those... Is BuzzFeed um, still considered blogging? See... I don't know. But of, I remember it, in the beginning really it difficult. felt more, like... Because, like, lots of businesses want a blog aspect of it because that's just another form of, like, I guess, marketing or creating a relationship with their, like, audience or their prospective customers. So then they'll hire someone to do that. Or if you if you already have a blog, you can use your blog as an example of just like, hey, I can, like, 
write this thing. It could be very curated and I can have it point towards your product or whatever. So it might not be their blog that they're getting paid to write a blog post for, but they get paid to write it for somebody else. Oh, you mean like um, guest posts or you mean someone just mentioning? I mean like, yeah, getting hired to like be one of the writers on a certain blog. Like I know like Huffington Post, they just get people to write on there. And it's just like, okay, yeah. So like guest posters, like you said, yeah, yeah, guest posting, or it could be their blog if their blog is already really popular. And it's like the Instagram influencer thing thing where it's just like, hey, here's this product. We'll pay you to talk about this thing. I've noticed that there is an increase in using bloggers and influencers alike. And I think that's because people connect more with people rather than celebrities. Right people promote seem so much more accessible to them than say like a superstar does i guess whenever i hear the term blog i always think of like new first-time mothers i don't know why yes there there are (laughs) mommy bloggers out there yeah Yeah. and so i think that's why it's so hard for me to kind of imagine getting paid for it because i just imagine a bunch of white moms reading a bunch of other stuff they're getting paid for it (laughs) there's definitely mommy blogging is big (laughs) yeah see I don't know what the blogging community is like in America I can only say what I've experienced in the UK Mm -hmm. but there was a survey recently and fashion blogging isn't as popular as it was before or was it beauty I can't remember it's either fashion or beauty or maybe both Mm. but the things that are becoming more popular in the UK travel bloggers and Mm. uh, food bloggers okay yeah and I've noticed quite a lot of new restaurants and stuff are cropping up. They reach out to bloggers to promote their restaurants, whether it's through a complimentary meal. So they would, you know, cook them food in return for a blog post and social media, like shares and whatever, or like they would actually pay them. But yeah, those two are more popular. I don't really follow mommy bloggers because it's not my thing, which is probably why I don't notice them that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I do understand what you mean. Like when people say blog, they think of something personal rather than like a business. Mm-hmm. I also but. imagine that that movie, uh, Julia and Julia, the Julia Child <laughs> movie, where the lady's like, I'm going to cook a, a recipe from Julia Child every day. And it makes me think of that. And I guess that's also why it's hard for me to imagine blogging being monetized. Yeah. And I, I think that's mostly down to people not being open about it. Does mm-hmm. it if that makes sense, like there's not a lot of talk about how much bloggers earn although I've noticed recently like when I say recently I mean like over the past couple of years bloggers are being more open about how much they charge for posts and stuff which is brilliant because then Mm -hmm. that gives other people an idea of how much they should be charging and whether or not they're undercharging because it does it does take a lot of work Mm -hmm. to create a blog post yeah I have a quick question and feel free to say I don't want to answer this. Um, Okay. But can I ask, are you or your blog or some of your blog posts monetized? No. Okay. Well, no. I mean, I get gifted items. Hmm. Like maybe I was given a meal, not Mm -hmm. given a meal, you know, like cooked a meal or something in a new in a restaurant. And I would then write about what I thought about it. Mm -hmm. So that's gifted. So, yeah, that's kind of like a sponsored See, I used to call my post sponsored post, but 
Now, you can only label it sponsored posts if you're actually paid to write that post, like in oh, form like of you get money, cash, yeah. rather than in exchange for an item. Okay, that's good though, so again, actually. My blog's not monetized. I have sponsors like Kwai Gyaru Shop and mm. Kwai Box, where they um, maybe ship out some products to me and I write about them. But that's, um, especially with Kwai Gyaru Shop, like I have to earn that mm-hmm. and that's through when people use my discount code mm, okay you get a kickback but yeah 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 that's nice but, but i don't actually get physical money mm-hmm. yeah like affiliate link or something see i don't really know much about affiliate links i know that Quibots give me a link and if people buy a box through that link that it does something for me but I don't know what exactly I don't know if it's like maybe uh I, you know what I really don't know and it's really bad like I really should know this but uh, yeah the, the main it's, reason why I asked is because I wanted to ask how you or other people in the blogging sphere go about getting those sponsors or those gifted items unfortunately I am really bad at that (laughs) I am probably the worst person to ask and the reason being is that blogging is my hobby Mm -hmm. so I I do it because I enjoy it and I don't earn anything for it but people they either get approached by a company and the company and them would agree to a certain amount to write about that post like I I know a few bloggers I follow they do label their posts as ads and I can assume that's because they're being paid to write that Mm. Um, I've turned down companies who approach me and say can you copy and paste this into your website and we'll pay Mm. you because I myself personally don't believe in that because I like to write things myself um the other day I got an email and they were like oh we can create an account for you to leave a review and we'll pay you to do that and I was like no that's not honest that's not authentic and I don't want to do that so I didn't even bother replying to them Mm. I just deleted it straight away so what's your favorite post that you've made I think I, I guess my wedding post that was really cool oh I hope my husband didn't hear me say, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that was okay. But um, yeah, that was really cool to write because it was another one of those like memory posts. And I don't often write about this is what happened on this day. And I had an amazing time and I loved it. I always like looking at posts that I've written about gal meets, especially international gal meets. And I also like my thought pieces, especially because I like to look back and think, oh, I managed to overcome that. And that is amazing. Like I was probably not going for a good time when I wrote that post or I was feeling really down about myself and self-doubt and whatever. I I like the more personal posts that I write. I don't have a favorite one in particular, apart from the wedding post. Um, Okay. No, I like that. That's really (laughs) sweet. So the last question that we have for you is where can we find you? What is your uh, social media links that we can all go follow you at? So everything is under Hello Lizzie B. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and obviously on my blog. I used to do a YouTube, but I realized that I'm not very good at vlogging because I don't like talking. Or not not that I don't like talking. <laughs> talking <laughs> on like camera is different than like having a conversation. It's, it's really hard because I just find writing so much easier to mm-hmm. do. My YouTube is still there. You can watch my super cringy videos, but um, <laughs> my my blog, by the way, um, is hellolizzieb.com. 
Now, is that just the letter B or B E E? Oh, B E E, as in the bumblebee. Because I really like bumblebees. Oh, it's like hello, L I Z Z I E B E E. Yes, that's correct. All right, cool. We will have all those links in the description below. So, Lizzie, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We really appreciate you taking some time out to sit down with us and have this conversation. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I hope I didn't ramble too much. No, um, no, you're no, absolutely no, you're fine. fine. <laughs> That's kind of what podcasts awful. are for. <laughs> oh, do you want to mention the like what the bonus content is going to be? If you guys are interested, we are going to be having a, another conversation with Lizzie for our patron content about the Gyaru Jubilee being host hosted by Queen E. Yep, so, in August. So cool. So if you guys are interested, head to our Patreon, become one of those $3 patrons and you will get that content as soon as it is done. All right, y'all, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And? Oh, that's me. Oh, Lizzie, sorry. I was just kind of like, uh, should, I, should I say bye as well? Or? You're good. I just, I just kind of like, I, I like springing it on people. Yeah, that's a funny part. <laughs> we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.